Hey, can you guys, in honors of Father's, in honor, hey guys, in honor of Father's Day, can you not call me Ryland this episode and just call me Lil Papa? And if you do call me Ryland, that's minus points for you, okay? And whoever has minus points the most at the end of the game loses. Uh oh. This is just like my relationship with my father. <laughs> I love it when you call me Lil Papa. Why do you want us to call you Lil Papa? I'm practicing for my kids when I have kids of my out. Gross. You know, uh, is that, I mean, you want your kids to call you little pop. Is that what you want what? them to say? <laughs> Why not? Like grandparents get to pick their own quirky, cool names. Why not just regular parents? Popey, huh? peepums, papu, yeah, peepum, exactly, pum pum, little papa. Y'all, here's the problem. Grandparents can have kooky names because they can show up once a year with a bunch of candy, and they've already skipped out on a bunch of the months where the child was developing speech skills. Hmm. Mom and dad don't pick their own name because the baby picks the name. And what name does the baby pick? The two phonemes its little mush mouth are capable of making. Not little papa. Because when <laughs> has when it has a baby's first words ever been three syllables of hip hop semi slang? <laughs> what does your girlfriend think about all the dad prep you're putting in? How does she feel about calling you little papa? <laughs> she suggested it in the first place. What? I'm uncomfortable now. When <laughs> was the surroundings? What was the city? When did she, she call you little papa? Little papa. <laughs> it's just it's just it's just a little kid thing you know it's not like a hot thing how would that be hot like get over here little papa that's not hot it's cute she he thinks she doth protest <laughs> too much no little papa's innocent and it's fine and it's just her, like a pet name that she calls ryland however when she says daddy Ew! daddy oh remember when our generation fucking ruined the word daddy and sent it to hell <laughs> yeah ryland how come if you're unwilling to participate in daddy are you forcing me to call you little papa <laughs> Uh, okay, that's a negative one again for Cam. But the thing is, it's it's just it's cute. Again, it's not a daddy thing. Daddy thing is a little gross. Anytime you say something's not a daddy thing, it makes it very much a daddy thing. <laughs> I'm a little papa, thank you very much. Can you diagnose so, us? What are Cam and I's oh, dad names? Oh my gosh, Dylan. Oh, oh. So cotton balls is a good one uh, just because you're so soft and you're used for medicine and cleaning things up. Apparently, so. <laughs> apparently people can just say anything these days. <laughs> it's fine. It doesn't matter. Okay, Cam, first thing that came to mind was Mac. <laughs> it's Cam backwards. That's what I thought of. It's just his name backwards. <laughs> because he could be Mac and Cheese and the wife is Cheese. Oh my God. Why is that the first thing? Then your mind went to. <laughs> I tell you what, little papa, you're going to have to break the news to cheese. <laughs> so this is going to be pretty challenging. Okay, let's get you ready for your wedding. Up and up. My job to give 100%. It's important for us to pause for a moment. Okay. Life Pile. This is Life Pile Podcast, the only podcast that still refuses to admit it's your father. I'm a lifestylist and lifestyle expert, Camden Johnson. I'm a young girl living in a colonial theocracy and I'm hiding a dark secret. Dylan Bragasa. Mo. 
It's Ryland. That's the new version of Yo, guys. So get I'm used sorry, to it. who Mo. is it? Oh, oh, Who's fuck. the third person on this podcast? Oh, shit. Let's put that in a negative one point. Uh-oh. Okay, so for the rest of this podcast, I'm keeping score. If anybody calls me my birth name, they get a negative <laughs> one point. My name throughout this podcast in honor of Father's Day is Lil Papa. Thank you very much. So negative one point for Lil Papa. And just so we get coverage on it and uh, you're forced to say it a third time, <laughs> Ryland. Why, why, why should I call you Little Papa? Wait, did Cam just say my name instead of Lil Papa? I think he did. So that's a negative. I don't think I did. From, no, no, from I did not. Go. I got you, Lil Papa. <laughs> I think you did. Uh, right no, no, there. remove that point. That's my but, point. But, but if you call me the correct name. Without forcing it, then you get a plus one. So what the fuck do you mean without forcing it? <laughs> Ryland's like, gonna be you, doing. Papa. He's gonna be doing all. <laughs> damn it! Lil Papa's gonna be doing all kinds of long division algebra, solving for x throughout this whole podcast. He's not gonna be able to focus. So last episode, Cam had this uh, really bad tip that I hated where he kept referring to mold as fur and that you needed to get that out of your refrigerator. Yesterday, I did dishes for the first time in a week. I think I've complained about this on the podcast before. I have an apartment without a washing machine and I have to do them all by hand. And I opened this blender that I made a smoothie in last week. And I'm going to go ahead and send these two photos to the group chat. I've never seen something like this before. Oh, it's a little mink. You you made yourself a mink. It is literal hair follicles. I've it's insanity for the folks at home. It's just like a sheet all over the inside of the blender of white fur as well as the lid. The only silver lining of this situation is that I thought it was going to be a nightmare to get rid of. But when I ran it underwater, it just peeled off like a sticker. Ugh. It was and like you draped all it around your shoulders Ugh. and you took yourself down to the pride parade. Um, sorry to <laughs> start on that note. <laughs> no, 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 no. But I had to share with you guys. <laughs> it, it was, it, I was like, oh no, Cam's tip is now a part of my real life. Listen well to this wise sage. This is the podcast for people who don't let facts get in between them. In the lifestyle section, every week we bring you extremely useful lifestyle tips that you employ immediately into your life, huh, Dylan? Yeah, I guess. And then we review some of the hottest lifestyles there are to live. I do want to point out that uh, maybe it says something about my emotional fragility, but the fact that Ryan is forcing to call me to call him Little Papa. Well, that's and negative one point negative for you. points. <laughs> Yeah, right. But then isn't it plus one point? So that's zero points. <laughs> yeah. If so I I'm... just call you little papa, little papa, little papa, right? <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. You can't force it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, how do you judge? Anyway, <laughs> shut the fuck up. At once, it makes me feel like, hey, fuck your points. I don't give a fuck about what you say, little papa. And then at the same time, I'm somehow compelled to want your approval. <laughs> And I'm like, is this what fatherhood is? Just uh, by calling someone a little papa, you feel a push and pull with them automatically. That's the magic of Ryland. Yeah. So, uh, little papa, and I don't know it's a Father's Day. Why don't you go ahead and give us a lifestyle tip? My lifestyle tip this week. I know it's not that cool. It's not that that 
um, sexy or whatever, but just be nicer to people. Okay. Just try to be nicer to people. Cause I think like, okay, so Cam, a couple weeks ago, he tried veganism or whatever the hell he did for three weeks. And <laughs> that little thing helped make a difference in the world as small as it might be. So little Papa, <laughs> don't call me little when your name is little Papa. <laughs> Damn, Cam, you're racking up the points. Uh, I called you but, little papa every time. What are you talking about? No, I oh, mean the positive, positive points. points. Yeah, the positive okay, points. All right. So keep that in mind during World Cup, okay? Oh. Because I know you want to make fun of soccer. I know you want to call it a dweeb sport and say, oh my gosh, these guys, they don't know how to do anything but use their feet to touch balls. But mm-hmm. you should. Mm-hmm. Happy Pride. <laughs> you should keep in mind to be nice, okay? Because they're they're just real people out there playing that game with their balls and their feet on the on the court. So be nice to them, everybody. Now, little Papa, it does seem like there's almost a second piece of advice in here. Maybe for someone who just enjoys being mean so much that they really can't stop. And it almost seems like you're suggesting that if you really have to make fun of somebody, you could just say, hey, everybody should be nice to each other. Like if your idiot friend suddenly insists you call him (laughs) little Papa, you know, he's dumb and he's being stupid. It's an obnoxious joke. It's really not worth it. But we should just be nice and play along. Right. Rylan, should it be a negative point every time someone's mean to you since it's Father's Day? (laughs) Oh, yeah. I think so. Cam just got like negative three points. Yeah, I think so. That and you also got a negative point because my name's Lil Papa. Thank you very much. Um, (laughs) I think it's just going to be a race to see who has the least negative points. I don't know how numbers work because I'm definitely going to forget this whole time. And since you're being nice to me, you get positive points right now. Oh, okay. Interesting. It, maybe we can come up with like a trivia component to this where I can earn extra credit if I can answer Ryland's trivia questions later on. That's we, a negative point. Uh, what is Lil Papa's favorite food? <laughs> it is pizza with cheese and ham and, and no pineapple. And one more thing. Mayonnaise. Oh, <laughs> additional cheese. Okay, you guys both get points for that. Good job. Little Papa's kids are going to be the most insufferable little ass kissing (laughs) sycophants you'd ever met in your life. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, I got a very important lifestyle tip for everybody listening. You guys, we have to be responsible. Uh We have to set limits for ourselves. And we got to recognize where the line is for our own individual selves. Okay. So if you are a werewolf, don't look at the moon. How many times do I have to say it? Mm. You already know you're a werewolf. Mm. Don't look at the moon. Mm. Okay. If I'm at a family barbecue, drinking a beer, hanging out with the family, Mm -hmm. and they start passing around meth and smoking meth, and they offer me some, I say, hey, you know what? I know this about myself. I've had a problem with meth before in the past oh, right yeah. so i'm not gonna do meth i'll do the heroin i'll keep smoking this lettuce let's get hammered on beer okay lettuce. i'll take i'll take some of those lsd some of the mushrooms okay but i've had a problem with meth before okay so i'm not gonna do it in the same way if you're a werewolf and everyone says oh wow look at how pretty the moon is right now you as a werewolf need to know you can't look at the moon 
Hmm. It's just being responsible and setting limits for yourself. Sure. I think my moon is definitely fucking sweaters. Like I, every time I have to pay like my bills or buy groceries so I can sustain human life and like stay alive another day, I'm like, oh no, another $20 on all these vegetables and meats. But then if I fucking walk past a J crew, ow, <laughs> I'm dropping buckets of ducats. I once saw Dylan stop. On the magnificent mile to look in a, his reflection in a shop window to fix his hair, mm-hmm. and then his eyes focus through the glass, pass his reflection onto a five hundred dollar sweater, mm-hmm. and he punched through the glass <laughs> and picked it up and walked it to the checkout line. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't look at that sweater. I once threw a Volkswagen off of a woman who was trapped underneath it, and everyone thought it was because I had a burst of heroism, and it's really just because she had this sick pair of Gucci Gauchos that were covered in uh, sequins. And I tore them off of her body and put them on and left. And then I put the car back on her. Yeah. That's why you'd never look at the moon. Rylan, do you have a personal moon? Oh, I totally do. My moon is video games. And I'm often like, oh, I want this game so bad. I want this game so bad. But I'm going to I'm like, no, you don't need a game. You already have so many games. Just sleep on it. Go to sleep. You won't want it in the morning. And I wake up in the morning. And the first thing I'm like, oh, I want that game so bad. And then it just goes on like for a multiple weeks i'm like this will go away eventually i will not want this game eventually right but no it's just this everlasting moon inside of me i need it are you like uh people with books who are real bookworms where they're like oh books i get real horny for books even though they have like four books that they haven't finished yes i have dozens of games that i own and i've never played whoa never even started it and i'm like no let's get another one i need this one now i need this one now (laughs) shoot me with a silver bullet mister (laughs) (laughs) oh my god how terrifying would it be to come across a terrifying giant werewolf with a miggy mouse voice <laughs> wee woo wee woo it's dylan's third pride tip you guys third pride tip number three is stay safe out there because you'll be at pride and you'll be dancing to a weird juicy remix of that song that's like i think it's vanga boys and yes. you'll be like really this song and then you'll feel a tap 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 on your shoulder and you'll turn around and there'll be a guy there who's like ripped and roided and like good for him i guess and he's not wearing a shirt and he'll be he'll be like and you can't hear him over the vanga boys and you're like what and he's like why is your shirt still on and i'll be like because it is i don't know and he's like oh oh well i just worked up the courage to talk to you and i wanted to say hi and here's my name and i'm a fireman and and you'll be like worked up the courage to talk like i you're looking at me right now did you have to work up the courage to am i like an intimidating imposing and he'll be like so you should come to a rooftop party with me and all my shirtless friends over here it's and it's very exclusive and one condition you gotta lose the shirt yeah here's my phone number that is what we call in the lgbt plus community a murder trap and it's where it's a trap where you get murdered if you go to it so don't do it that person did not have to work up the courage to talk to you he is just looking for some organs to harvest so stay safe out there
Murder Trap is actually my favorite genre of music. Murder Trap is what I'm going to demand my kids call me, little, <laughs> little Papa. Oh, <laughs> that's right. Little Ryland. <laughs> little Ryland. <laughs> I'm getting closer. That's a point in each one. <sighs> so you didn't go home with this, this hottie? No. I just... It's a hottie with a shoddy. Something felt... I was like, this is for certainly a trap. Like, why is this person talking to me? Yeah. I don't know. Because you're hot? Duh. What would you do if like a very hot woman came up to you and was like, oh, I just had to work up the courage to say hi to you. Now come to this rooftop with me and all my hot friends. It's very exclusive. Don't tell anyone that you're coming. I would start looking around for the sniper that she's trying to draw me out from cover. (laughs) Yeah. So that sniper can get a good shot. Well, I'm taken. Uh, so I would have to say no. But if I wasn't taken, I would be like, mm, you know what? I feel like I'm supposed to be with somebody else and I would find my current girlfriend and start dating her because, <laughs> you know, it's something real special I got going here, guys. Well, I think this is why Cam and I are <laughs> single still. <laughs> Who's ready for a double dip of Dylan? Ooh, double oh. dip and Dylan. Okay, okay. So it's like I had this fun stick, right? And I licked it and then I put it in, but then I took it out and I half licked it and kept some of that powder on there. And then I put it back in to get even more powder, <laughs> to get more powder. Do <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? It's summer. Okay. <laughs> and what is summer about? It's about vacations. Where do we like to go on vacations? Somewhere tropical. Where's the most tropical places to go usually? Islands. That's right. What's Whoa. the worst part about islands? Hot people. Human oh. people are on them. Yes. Right. Don't worry though, boys. I got you covered. I got your most essential island getaways for summer 2018 that are primarily populated by animals. Woo! Ooh. So desert islands rife with animal life. Tropical resort island destinations solely populated by animals. That's right, Camp. Our first island is Usagajima or Rabbit Island. Oh my gosh. Ryland, this island. I mean, Lil Papa, this. I, <laughs> Ryland and Island rhyme, though. So I feel like oh. I should get a pass Ooh. for this. Oh, man. Uh, you said it twice, so. Ryland just jotted something down and made a really judgmental face. Oh, and then he made a thumbs up. Usagajima is home to hundreds of friendly feral bunnies that hide the island's much darker history. The island was a production site for Japan's chemical weapons before and during the Second World War. Between 1929 and 1945, the Japanese army secretly produced over 6,000 tons of poison gas, and during that time, a colony of rabbits was brought to the island to test the poison on. (laughs) While some believe the current crop of rabbits is related to that original group, others believe that they are descendants of rabbits brought to the island by schoolchildren during the 70s. There's a whole story there that's not explained in the article I read. So the (laughs) island is a popular tourist resort with a small golf course, camping grounds, and beautiful beaches. And tours are also given of the now derelict poison gas facilities, (laughs) but it's the bunnies that people come to see. Wow. I've heard about this story. Yeah. These were the bunnies that were testing out this poisonous gas. And they couldn't figure out what was supposed to happen because the composition of the gas for any mammal that comes in contact, it should fill the lungs with fluid and make them seizure. So they essentially drown while seizing in their own lungs. But 
This poisonous gas just seemed to make these bunnies cuter. And the more they gassed these bunnies, the cuter the bunnies got. Until they were finally so cute that the human life could not withstand the cuteness. And they had to flee the island in terror. It's only now, about 70 years later, that the cute half-life has gone down low enough Mm. that they're just cute enough to be seen by human eyes. Mm. Hit that sweet spot. I would have a lot of trouble at this island. Because when I see things that are too cute i get really energetic uh and i want to like run around and roll around and and do stuff (laughs) so that's good stuff you should do stuff (laughs) what stuff little papa i don't know like scream into a pillow and i want to i I wake up like this, guys. I wake up like this and I'm like, I want that game. And I see a cute thing and I'm shaking. <laughs> what so, if there was a video game full of cute bunnies where you oh, ran around an island? Would that be your ultimate moon? You know what's crazy is I just got a game where I shoot bunnies. Um, oh, well. So who who saw that? But that's the only way I can interact with anything in a video game is by shooting them. I mean, that's just what games are nowadays. So... What you gonna do? I think we need to push that boundary, little papa. If uh, they made a video game where you just shot parts of the Constitution, you could probably skip <laughs> civics in high school. People memorize the whole oh Constitution because they spend all day shooting animated chunks of it. Little papa, you gotta look up Bunny Island at some point because you are not alone in that instinct to run around and roll on the ground. Pretty oh. much all the videos of Bunny Island are people like laying on the ground covered in bunnies. <gasps> oh, that's kind of scary sounding. It looks like heaven, to be honest. And the bunnies are so playful and they just want to jump up on you and put their little paws on your little tummy. (laughs) So head on down to to Bunny Island. I do worry that those bunnies are just like, yeah, the facilities are derelict. Um, No one's using this equipment. Definitely nobody's here and no one's running tests and we don't have bunnies in lab coats who kind (laughs) of hop over to the derelict facility and look around to see if anyone's watching and then put their paw on a hand scan that's all covered in dust and then the wall slides open and they go into an elevator and then drop down into like a new bunny facility where bunnies are just creating bunny weapons of mass cute destruction could construct destruct cute discussion (laughs) bunnies are running a secret lab on this island great for vacation though by the way, Rylan, you said this island would be a problem for you. I think I got three more islands for you that are going to be a similar <laughs> problem. Sable Island is a small island. It's only 42 kilometers in length and just 1.5 kilometer wide. The island has been the site of approximately 475 shipwrecks and what? is currently home to over 400 wild horses. Ooh. And that's it. So long ago... These horses were left behind by sailors or cast ashore during wrecks along the sandbars. And those horses managed to survive and thrive on this island that has no trees, only eating the seagrass that grows there on the island and drinking the rainwater for sustenance. And now Sable Island has never been permanently settled, but it has at times been occupied by shipwrecked sailors, transported convicts and pirates. But it is primarily just tons of wild horses. That's so cool. And but that makes me very suspicious of these horses cuz 
I think I mean they must have siren like abilities where they sing a song and the ships are drawn to them oh. to crash. Because that's so many shipwrecks. Yeah. That's crazy. I think they just have a sneaky island. I think the island's just real low prof oh, because like there's no trees. You just mm. turn around and suddenly there's an island full of horses standing behind. Yeah, <laughs> it's what I think it's essentially like. Yeah, just a big plate of grass in the middle of the ocean with a bunch of ponies on it. And if you're not looking, you're going <laughs> to wash up on it. It's not really like people crash into visible islands all the time. If you've got just like a flat little grass plot. But it can be that with a horse on it going (laughs) (laughs) So why not both? Here's the problem. No matter how beautiful that horse sings, when its little hooves start plunking at the harp, it sounds bad. Uh. (laughs) Hooves were not made for harp. These hooves were made for harping, and that's just what they'll do. <laughs> I'll tell you what these hooves were made for, though. These hooves are made for walking and stomping and punching and kicking. All the pictures of Sable Island are these horses, like, beating each other the fuck oh, up. Jesus. No. That's what wild horses are. They that are like so sad. I think all of our domesticated horses are kind of like Labradors in that they just kind of like stand around and stare at stuff and they're really like bummed out but you take a horse out of domesticity they get rowdy it's a non-stop mosh pit on sable island yeah dylan for the first one you gave us a island full of cute animals mm-hmm. and for the second one for vacation you're sending us to be surrounded by the only creature that was able to defeat superman yeah what what oh yes <laughs> No, you nerds have to tell me what this reference is. The real-life person, Christopher Reeves, who played Superman. Uh-oh. He was paralyzed. He got in a fight with a horse. Yeah, a horse was like, hey, punk, you want to join my fight club? And he tried to initiate Christopher Reeves. But and Christopher Reeves was beating him. But then the horse's buddy snuck up behind what? Christopher Reeves. Yeah, punched him right in the Shot back. Shot him. punched him in the back with some bullets alright the next (laughs) island is Ilha de Quemada Grande also known as Snake Island no let's go to vacation (laughs) on the Snake Island we did not drive to Snake Island okay so it's located about 90 miles from the city of Sao Paulo Brazil it's estimated that there is anywhere between 2,000 and 5,000 snakes living on this 106 acre island. Why now, have that in a snake per foot, square foot? Yeah, and that's roughly four snakes per square foot. I'm not a mathematician, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's, that's right. right. So there's four snakes per foot. All of them are this special snake species that only exists on this island called the Golden Lancehead Viper or the Bothrops Insularis, which I think is how you say that Latin name. These snakes are one of the most venomous snakes in the world. And it's said that the venom from the Golden Lancehead Viper is three to five times stronger than that of any mainland snake and is capable of melting human flesh. What? 
What? The snakes live on the many migratory birds that like stop off on this island during their migratory patterns. Which you thought the horses were tempting. There must be something really tempting about these snakes. (laughs) They're like, my family died the last time we migrated, but by golly, I love visiting. I just can't get enough of Snake Island. And the Brazilian Navy has expressly forbidden anyone from landing on this island because it's way too dangerous. So let's all go to Snake Island. It sounds like it's not too crowded, you guys. Honestly, it's a great island. Yeah. Um, and I want to own it. I want to buy it. Uh-huh. Not to visit, but, you know, you have to know everything's true value. So I buy Snake Island. And now all the people I don't like, <gasps> they get a little... <laughs> Letter in the mail. It says, congratulations, you're the winner. You've won an all-inclusive trip. You get your own island. Oh. Congratulations. All, all expenses paid, go visit your new island. And that's the last thing they ever visit. All of Cam's enemies take a few vacation days, and then that's the last anybody heard of them. They get melted by snake juice. I've not had a big issue with snakes, I think, personally. I think I'd be fine with this island. I like to hold them. I think they feel cool. I think they're pretty. Honestly, it sounds a little bit nicer than Horse Island, just because it sounds like the snakes get along with each other. They're not punching each other and fighting all the time (laughs) like the horses are. And they're like, hey, let's work together to get these birds here and then let's eat them. So I I think I would go there versus Horse Island. Man, I'd love to see all the horses from Horse Island suddenly transported to Snake Island. Hmm. Who wins in Horse Island for Snake Island Battle Royale? Do you think the horses all wake up? They go, oh, stretch their little horsey legs and go down to the ocean to drink the ocean water because that's <gasps> the cleanest water in the world. That's uh, siren horse drinks. And... What's this on the beach? There's just rows after rows and rows oh, all no. the way down the shoreline of boats and there's a little gift card on the first one and it says courtesy of bunny island and it's got a little road map with directions straight to snake island but it doesn't say snake island it just says hey horsey vacation (laughs) yes it says hey island and the horses are like oh shit i don't know what hay is about because i've just been eating this seagrass my whole life but and washed up sailors that i can (laughs) oh god wait okay in the last episode y'all told me that pigs are malicious killers do horses eat people ever horses the only reason they don't eat us is they think we don't eat them Mm. and that's why it's a big no-no to eat horse meat because we don't want the horses to find out because we have a treaty Yeah. yeah right right i think yeah i think bunnies are not working on any sort of uh, bio weapons down there in their bunny labs. I think they are just trying to eliminate the other island competition. Bunnies understand that true power is political power. And hence the cuteness, right? Mm-hmm. If more of our politicians would capitalize on that. God, what I wouldn't give for a cute politician right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got an island that's going to give Bunny Island a run for their money, you guys. Wow. Love it. Get ready. Ryland, are you sitting down for this? No. Tashirojima Island. Oh, oh I fell down. Oh, no, I wasn't sitting. <laughs> Known more commonly <laughs> as Cat Island. Little Papa, there's so much blood coming out of your forehead. <laughs> Located near Ishinomaki City in Miyagi Prefecture, Cat Island has approximately 100 
human residents, the majority of whom are over 60, but the place really belongs to the kitties. They've got a six to one ratio kitties to humans on this island. Can I have that in a per square foot, please? Yeah, that's about uh, that's about. That's about 100 kitties per square foot. <laughs> That's good math. <laughs> yes. Uh, the cats were introduced during Japan's late Edo period from the mid 18th to mid 19th century, and they were used to keep mice away from the island's silkworm farms. But then when the industry left the island, so did the majority of their inhabitants. But the cat population exploded so right now there's a lot of fishermen living on the island and they kept the kitties around and this mythology soon built up around them and the fishermen came to believe that they were good luck and they built this big kitty shrine in the middle of the island so tourists are welcome to stay overnight in these cat-shaped cabins between april and november but remember if you visit you guys no dogs allowed No dogs, no dice. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> also, good luck sleeping there because you know at night there's just going to be a million cat fights happening all around you all at once. Cats don't sleep, it seems to me. They're True nocturnal creatures. They like they get active at nighttime. So, oh. yeah. And and they don't get along with each other. Most cats are cat haters. Uh, so... Mm. I think it sounds like hell on earth to me as much as I love my own cat. I do not want to be surrounded by 100 versions of her fighting with herself. So Yeah, no and if I wanted to take my vacation days to go to some place where I'll feel like I'm intrusive and intruding uninvited on a very sassy person's <laughs> personal space, I'd just go stay at my mother-in-law's. Oh. You know oh. what I'm saying? <laughs> And little Papa knows what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, man, you getting those points. I thought this was going to be an ace in the whole island for you guys. A great way to round this out. But you guys still seem like you're staunchly Bunny Island supporters. Can we break? Let's break it down real quick. Speed round. Bunny Island. Live or to leave it. Live. Live. Uh, horse Island. Run from it. Fear it. Uh, you know what? I might join it. I mean, live it (laughs) why is that just because they seem like the race of the saiyans where they're constantly from dragon ball z where they're constantly fighting each other to see who's the strongest and and they're making the ultimate warrior horses there so so little papa you think you could get a lot of horsepower (laughs) oh (laughs) yeah i think my horsepower level could shoot up if i visited horse island so i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna live it Okay, I okay. can just see him winds blowing through his mane as he stands <laughs> on the cliff face, sun setting behind him and all the other horses. <laughs> Chest bloodied with hoof prints. Okay, so Snake Island, live it or leave it. I think I know what you guys are going to say. So let's all say it at the same time. Three, two, one. Live, live it. it. In that I own it and I use it. Right. To dispose of people. Right. Cam is a vengeful god. Uh, Ryland. No, no. <laughs> Lil Papa. Why did, did you say live it? <laughs> yes. Uh, hold on. Let me uh, adjust your points real quick. <sighs> One point for saying my wrong name and one point for saying my right name. <laughs> I just took the time. Yeah, Ryland loves. God damn it! He loves all this unnecessary math. Why was um, it a limit? Uh, well, uh, I want to be like the American explorers and uh, find another land of 
amber waves of grain, but instead it's golden waves of snakes. And <laughs> <laughs> just because they're golden snakes, apparently. And I think that'd be cool. It's like I'm I can see the water of waves of blue waves over there, and I can see the land of golden waves over here with the thousands of snakes on it. And I think that'd be a cool image to see. All right, and that's as far ahead as Ryland has thought on that one. And then Cat <laughs> Island, live it or leave it. I'm going to say leave it because that's allergy island for me. Yeah, as a person who has smelled cat piss, leave it. Ugh. Yeah, I. Yeah, I'm going to have to leave it too. I'm also allergic to cats, Dylan. Did you know? I'm allergic to cats, dogs, horses, and bread mold. <laughs> So. Yeah, I think I heard that somewhere. <laughs> I didn't even think about that, Cam. It should be called Litterbox Island, shouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, it probably smells so bad. Well, can I take you away to another amazing vacation destination? Oh my Hell god, yeah, you can. love this tropical vacation episode. It's Pride <laughs> Month. It's hot out. Uh-huh. Let's get it tropical. It's Ooh. vacation. There's, and there's a new yeah. vacation area. Might be coming to us in a series because there's so much to learn about this place. Um, And of course, I discovered this vacation destination while reading a mathematics textbook. As everyone knows, I want to do. Yeah. Uh, This one was published back in the 1800s by one Edwin A. Abbott. You're losing me. Okay. And it was dictated to him by a two dimensional square of the working class. Of the area that shares its name with the title of the book, Flatland. Yes, Flatland is a land populated entirely by two-dimensional shapes. Okay. (laughs) Let me just give you guys a little taste from part one, section three. Our women are straight lines. Our soldiers and lowest classes of workmen are triangles with two equal sides, each about 11 inches long, and a base or third side so short, often not exceeding half an inch, that they form at their vertices a sharp and formidable angle. Indeed, when their bases are of the most degraded type, not more than the eighth of a part of an inch in size, they can hardly be distinguished from straight lines or women. So extremely pointed are their vertices, with us as with you, these triangles are distinguished from others by being called isosceles, and by this name I shall refer to them in the following pages. Our middle class consists of equilateral or equal-sided triangles. Our professional men and gentlemen are squares, to which I myself belong, and five-sided figures, or pentagons. Next above these come the nobility, of whom there are several degrees, beginning at six-sided figures, or hexagons, and from thence rising in the number of their sides till they receive the honorable title of polygonal, or many-sided. Finally, when the number of the sides become so numerous and the sides themselves so small that the figure cannot be distinguished from a circle, he is included in the circular or priestly order. And this is the highest class of all. So Flatland is inhabited by flat shapes. And something you have to understand about Flatland is they're all flat, like on a piece of paper. So when one shape is looking at another shape, all he sees is a straight line. The same way you'd only see a straight line if you looked at Mario straight on. Okay. So I just have one more little bit I want to give you guys about this. I'm pumped. I'm ready for it. He's pumped. (laughs) 
If our highly pointed triangles of the soldier class are formidable, it may be readily inferred that far more formidable are our women. For if a soldier is a wedge, a woman is a needle, being, so to speak, all point, at least at the two extremities. Add to this the power of making herself practically invisible at will, and you will perceive that a female in Flatland is a creature by no means to be trifled with. Because you guys, it's flat, right? So if you're looking at a line straight on, it's just a little dot. And she doesn't have any width, so if she runs at you, she'll stab you and kill you. All right? So, our first glimpse into Flatland, I'm sure we'll take many, because it's a very rich and interesting culture, full of misogyny and not full of dimensions. Really, just a couple of dimensions. Right, right. But first... First impressions. How y'all feel? Let's go visit Flatland. Summer vacay. Yeah. So when Cam started this segment, he did say, speaking of tropical vacations (laughs) and speaking of Pride Month, and then he went on to go do a speech about some very problematic geometry, which is kind of the intersection of all the things that I don't like, which is discrimination and math. So I got to say, this is bad and I'm not having a good time. There are these three rules in Flatland. Every house, one, every house shall have one entrance in the eastern side for the use of females only, by which all females shall enter any becoming and respectful manner and not by the men's or western door. This was the 1800s, you guys. It's a Victorian time in Flatland. It would be interesting to see them now. How much, how, what kind of Georgia O'Keeffe poetry did they get in Flatland? Rule number two. No female shall walk in any public place without continually keeping up her peace cry under penalty of death. What is that? So, if you're a woman in Flatland, <laughs> you have to go everywhere saying, oh I'm not going to kill you. I'm not going to kill you. And if you stop okay. saying that, right. they kill you. Uh, Okay. Hmm. And the third <laughs> part? Any female duly certified to be suffering from St. Vitus's dance, fits, chronic cold accompanied by violent sneezing, or any disease necessitating involuntary motions shall be instantly destroyed. So I like this segment idea because it's like a fun spin on when we do segments that have like comedy in them and are like fun. And instead, (laughs) Cam's kind of subverting that and is like, how do we combine the things everyone doesn't like into one segment, which is like colonialism and uh, misogyny? Uh, well, hold on, because there is one unofficial rule. Okay. Oh my God. In some of the states, there is an additional law forbidding females under God penalty of death from walking or standing in any public place without moving their backs constantly from right to left so as to indicate their presence to those behind them. Because, I mean, it's very dangerous. You bump into the back end of a woman and you'll impale yourself on her and die. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, maybe... This Victorian style of geometry isn't very appealing. No. But it's been a couple hundred years. Mm -hmm. Pride Month was invented. Okay. (laughs) A lot of progress has been made in two-dimensional as well as four-dimensional culture. 
Dylan, why don't you do a little lifestyling for us? Uh-huh. How do you want the people of Flatland to live? I think everyone gets to illustrate themselves when they get to... No, all the time, everyone gets to illustrate themselves. So I think babies probably look like a little scribble scramble Ooh, of scribbles. I think Ryland probably his entire <laughs> life will look like that superman s that everyone drew on the back of their binders in middle school where you do the six lines and then connect them with diagonal lines i think that's that's what i see when i look at ryland now in this dimension that's like the nicest thing okay that gets you a point oh but you've been saying ryland oh oh and i just lost three points oh now little papa's losing oh little papa's losing those points uh i think if I was going to vacation there, what I would do as a three-dimensional god to these people, I would uh, order everyone who came up with these rules to be executed. And yeah. then uh, and then we would just start again. Everybody's an, a Superman-ass, okay? You want to be a Superman-ass? You be a Superman-ass. You want to poke me with your stick, woman? Poke me. Poke me. Poke me away. Your secret space. Um... <laughs> I think we could make Flatland a good place, especially if we have. <laughs> hey, everybody. It's me, Mickey Mouse. And I just want to say I'm round and flat. And I want to fuck you. God damn it. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> nope, it's out there. No. Yep. Way to go, little papa. All right. Way to go. So that's, that's a start, I think. I. D- I don't know how these philosophers found a way to backflip triple axle into finding a way to gender geometry. Okay, now we'll hold up, Dylan, because I think you're getting a little confused. Edwin A. Abbott just took the dictation from a square. So it is a very misogynistic square who wrote this okay. book. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, you really can't blame white men for making geometry racist and misogynist. Geometry just was that way to start with. He's just saying, I'm I'm just saying what a square told me, and I'm just reporting the facts. Straight from the square's mouth. Okay. Now, here's where I did think I'd get you. Making it a law for everybody to shake that tail back and forth. That could be pretty fun. Yeah, uh-huh. We just got to make it all the shapes got to shake that ass. Right. I think yeah. what this podcast needs, Cam needs to explain to us why misogyny and geometry <laughs> are necessary and needed in this tropical vacation we're going to have. Y'all, it's the Victorian age of geometrical shapes, okay? It was olden times. Everything was ass backwards. All mm. right. I'm sure if we got a nice square up here to talk today, or maybe an equilateral triangle, or maybe an isosceles up here, they'd have a very different take on current society. Okay. Mm-hmm. But all we have to go off of right now is this one square that somehow crossed dimensions and came to Spaceland. Well, you know, Cam, if I wanted to visit Flatland, I would just go to Kansas. So I'm going to have to leave it. Yeah, as someone who is basically illiterate and has been so excited to be so since I graduated from school and didn't have to learn anything anymore. The fact that I'm being forced to learn about math and Victorian era politics and that I'm not allowed to visit 
Mickey's Fuckland. <laughs> this whole thing is in shambles for me. I gotta leave it. I gotta leave Flatland. Do you like Flatland? Do you want to go to Flatland? Yeah, what is what's appealing about like you see nothing if you are you're just seeing lines. You're not even seeing the shapes themselves if you're in Flatland. I don't understand what's sexy about this, Cam. I I think Cam loves dangerous women and weaponized women and the Ooh. idea that women can murder everyone in flatland at the drop of a needle mm-hmm. is probably is my guess at a thing that he likes here's the thing you guys you lose one sense all the other senses become stronger Rylan's out there on Horse Island boxing horses, drive home and has horsepower. Okay, I say don't work harder, work smarter. Um. All right, so I'm in Flatland. You might ask yourselves, how do the shapes identify each other? Because they can't see the shape, they can't see angles. All they can see is the flat line. Uh All right, well, they have a highly attuned ability to hear. And to touch. They recognize each other by their voices, and they even recognize people through different classes by their dialects and accents. And some very accomplished isosceles triangles can even impersonate a circle convincingly. But they also learn how to detect what shape they're touching with just a few pats. Hmm. All right? Which is why when introducing a shape to another friend shape, a shape will say, Mr. Dylan, feel little papa. <gasps> pat, 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 pat. Mm-hmm. So, Ryan's out there fighting horses, getting big and brawn, getting a lot of horsepower. He's looking ripped and like a big beefcake in his whole body and stuff. Right. Me? <laughs> I've gone flat like a sword's edge. And suddenly my mind is so attuned to space and shapes and touch and smell that I applied just the perfect pressure right where I need to to collapse Rylan's horse heart. Little Ow. Papa dies instantly. Ooh, okay, so instead of Batman, I'm Horseman, but you are Daredevil with all those attuned senses because Daredevil, a blind attorney in the Devil's Row, uh, uses all his other senses to fight crime. He can no. hear criminals coming. No, it's nothing like my original uh, creation. And Rylan's rich horse parents died. <laughs> And now Ryland is and you take vengeance. you take the shape of Jennifer Garner out to the rooftop of your apartment building to let it rain on her so you can see her beautiful three-dimensional face for the first time with your ears. That is romance. Okay, well, mine is a very different, <laughs> unique idea that's very separate from that. And my superhero is named Polygon. Because before you know it, I've turned into a line and I'm looking straight at you so you can't even see me. I'm Polygon. You're like a f- the Flash. You move so fast I can't even see you. I get it now. I'm following. No, because I'm completely... No, my own complete copyright material. TM trademark copyright. No nonsense. All right? So I'm sensing... And for me, it is a limit for Flatland. Mm. Because one, you know... I know they're misogynistic people. Yeah. But they are, they do have their own little things to add to the world. For instance, women's apartments are shaped such that they can't turn around. (laughs) Therefore, they're much less dangerous in their apartments. Okay. Um, But there's obviously, they got a lot of things to learn from Spaceland. Okay. We can bring a lot of this knowledge of human rights to Flatland, and they can teach us a lot about 
groping no. each other and looking no. at lines. We're good. Um, so I'm sensing. So it's a limit for me. I am sensing some reluctance on your part. So I'm going to be sure to bring this back because uh, I've got chapters and chapters uh. left of this book. So I'm going to bring this back as a reoccurring segment. I think by the end of reading Flatland with me, y'all are going to come around and see things my way. I forgot that you said this was going to be a recurring segment. I can't <laughs> wait to return. And again <laughs> and again. And I'm going to bring little cardboard sunglasses you have to wear that make everything look like a single line. Yeah, so women listeners, if you just want to click that unsubscribe button now, save yourself the trouble. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> hey, I'm talking about the struggle. All right, y'all just want to ignore all the civil rights action that geometric shapes have had to make over these decades. All right, I'm trying to talk about the real struggle that shapes have gone through. All right, I get you. So, Horseman, no, <laughs> <laughs> Ryland, War- little Papa Warner, Ooh. little Papa, it's one and one, one and Where one. Where are you steering this? ship we're on this cruise okay so this is the vacay episode and you know what i brought a segment that has nothing to do with that let's keep it on a theme guys and let's go a little bit off book uh so talk about writing uh dylan you said you're illiterate um but you know something that i think is cool words okay And I think that we need to come up with new insults because I'm tired. (laughs) I love that the all the transitions on this podcast are you guys are like, yeah, that's a good that's a good point, Dylan. And speaking of vacations and Pride Month, geometry can be used to oppress women. Yeah, I think I think too many insults uh, are misogynistic. They are okay. body shaming. <laughs> they are. Give me, hey, little Pumba, give me some examples of those. No. <laughs> no. We all know what they are. We all know what they are. You know, little Pumba, I'm a bit of a feminist myself. I'm not sure I quite know what you mean. <laughs> no. Would you mind giving me some quick examples? Run down the list. You know, you're playing games, but you're earning points uh, by saying my correct <laughs> name. So. Put that on Lil Papa's tombstone. You're playing games, but you're winning points. Uh, but yeah, uh, we all know what they are. So let's let's just not even say them because they might hurt people's feelings. But what we can say is the people's feelings we want to hurt. Okay. Who? Who? What is the type of person that we think? deserves an insult and what should Gosh. that insult be so i've got some of them already okay uh, um being dishonest being dishonest being a liar i think yeah. uh i think those people deserve we we should have a special word for people that are liars and maybe it's a a cuckoo bird um i think that's good oh gosh. you guys agree so what uh, what does a cuckoo bird have to do with lies or um, lying? <laughs> Cam, uh, maybe you haven't seen enough Animal Planet, but I'm pretty sure the cuckoo bird goes to other people's nests and knocks their eggs out and puts their own eggs inside there. Is that the right bird? Is this that's right? true. You okay. got the right bird. So that's being a dishonest liar cuckoo. Because then they force other birds to raise their bird babies, and it's, it's just really messed up. So... Don't be um so if you wanna if you get angry at somebody, call them a cuckoo. 
Okay. So, so you wanted to find a new insult, something that nobody else is using. And so you took the cuckoo bird from which there is already an insult that's very popular mm, called no, cuck, which no, everybody call each no, other all the time. No, that's different. And you decide, and you think all these people who are cuck this, cuck that are going to be like, you know what? No, you're cuckoo. I think Rylan's <laughs> right. I think those are different things. Uh, a cuck is just like a general derisive at this point in language. And right. a cuckoo, that's got some specificity on it. Huh? Right. And like, I think, I don't even want to say it, but cuck um i think that that has some shaming in it that i don't really like some people like to be cooked uh so it shouldn't be used as an insult okay but i'd cuckoo. like to be cooked in a green no sauce. nobody likes to be cuckooed you're lying cam go back to flatland you fucking liar okay how about another one? Oh, you fucking you fucking cuckoo that's what i meant to say only had time to criticize you and i'm gonna take a turn and make it a nope. insult okay how about being mean being mean is something <laughs> that we shouldn't like so what should we call people that are mean like what's a good because uh, asshole well, come on why we gotta say asshole anymore why do yes. we gotta shame people who have assholes <laughs> yeah, exactly. like that's not my truth and i certainly don't have one and i've never pooped in my whole life but it, i don't want to make fun of people who have also assholes are good things uh-uh i mean hello dirt, dirt. hello i'm a doctor if you don't have an asshole poop's not coming out of you you're gonna die of sepsis so thank god you have an asshole yeah, all three of the people on this podcast have their G-spot located in their assholes, except for me. I don't have an asshole, so let's stop saying that. <laughs> little Papa forces his children to call him Little Papa, and he also makes them get down on their knees in front of their bed every night and pray to God, thank you, God, thank you for this asshole. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, on, on Thanksgiving, I say, what are we thankful for, boys? <laughs> And everyone says, asshole, asshole, asshole. I'm like, yes, don't be cuckooing to me. (laughs) What's your what's your new appropriate word? So um, there's an old word. Which I don't know if it's cool oh or not. Gosh. I I I wanted to so look for some. So your new word is an old word. <laughs> my new word's an old word, and it's hellkite. Um, oh, which that sounds is... worse somehow. <laughs> sounds worse than what? Than asshole? Good. It's an insult. It should sound bad. Assholes are great <laughs> things. So hellkite is a word that they used to use, and it's just like you're a bird from hell. I hate birds. So maybe that's a problem I need to deal with on my own. Oh, but a, a yeah, I forgot a bunch of bird hate. <laughs> a bird from hell. I think that sounds terrifying and mean. Okay. Very right. Mean. So it just occurred to me, these are all going to be birds because he doesn't <laughs> like birds. And that's what he wants. To He's like, what do we mean. call a person who cheats on their taxes? Obviously an ostrich. Okay? <laughs> what do you call one of those cowards who <laughs> oh just sticks God. their head in the sand? That's flamingo. <laughs> I didn't even realize it, but yeah, it's birds. Being willfully ignorant, ostrich, you fucking ostrich! I oh did my have God. that one. Why do I hate birds so much? This is the end of Rylan's segment, little Papa. Oh, I can't go out on oh, messing yes. that up. No, he tried to pull up on the throttle. little Papa. That was a any, any other bird insults you want to? What? <laughs> What did he say? He said that's forced. <laughs> Let me shout. These rules. What are the rules? Okay. 
This is LifePile Podcast, the only podcast that's the backbone of the U.S. economy. We want to thank the aliens for giving us tech. We want to thank Little Papa for being such a great father. And we want to thank Scott Davis for the music for this show. If you guys are living that lifestyle of subscribing, following, and then subsequently liking and commenting on our social profiles. Five we star likes. We want to give you a big hey, howdy, hello, thank you so much. It means so much to us because the only way we can derive a sense of self is through these digital mediums. So from the bottom of our little lifestyle and hearts... Uh, thank you. And if you have any uh, insults or new words you'd like to join our dictionary with, that's what that's how you say it. Uh, and you are also not a bird lover, because I don't fucking want to hear anything from you. Uh, you can email <laughs> us at lifepileshow at gmail.com. We really do need to start a lifepile dictionary because we've we've concocted a lot of upset mostly upsetting words and phrases on this podcast that's true also uh please do email us as you might have noticed we've never read a single email on this show so uh if you email us one we probably will read it no matter how bad or sexy if you want to catch me this week i will be on horse island i will be a single line nearly invisible to the human eye Waiting, staring at Ryland, waiting for him to run into me, in which point I will slice him in half like the matey Amazonian lines who trained me. Uh, you can catch me this week. I'm going to be just a hundred kilometers due north at Bunny Island. I'm going to be under a big pile of jiggling bunnies. And oh, what's that? They're, oh, they're starting to hold me down. Oh, this is cute. Oh, I like the pressure. I know. Who's that bunny over there in a lab coat? Oh, he's got some. Oh, it's a little vial there with some green glowing liquid. Okay, that's. Oh, they're putting it in my mouth. Um, if you guys want to catch me, uh, I'm going to be at Snake Island hanging out with my snake bros who kill birds. Thanks, snakes. Uh, and one last thing before I go, I, I've tallied up the scores mm-hmm. of this Lil Papa competition. Okay. Uh-huh. So oh boy. The, the score here. Here's a drum roll. Drum roll. Ryland's just okay. slapping his fingers together. <laughs> uh, Ryland's score, a.k.a. Lil Papa. I got a negative three points. <laughs> Dylan got a total of one point. Ooh. And you Cam, really broke even that whole time? I guess. <laughs> Kim got a score of 11 points. Wow. With all those forced Lil Papas. Cam is the Lil Papa champion. <laughs> now that I've won this... I'm really embarrassed at myself, and I can't believe I fucking called Ryland that dumbass name for so long. Now that I've won this trophy, I'm disgusted with myself. You're the little Papa Dark Horse that this competition was not expecting. Ooh, that's what my kids are going to call me, little Papa Dark Horse. <laughs> this is Life Bile. Light your life on fire. <laughs> Life Pile.